We are soon approaching the holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. Days in between, of course, which are linked to are the ten days of repentance, Aserati Mechuva, beginning with Rosh Hashanah, concluding with Yom Kippur. And the truth is, when one looks at the Mahzor, at the liturgy of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we realize that although the two days have much in common, there is a marked difference between them. Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. The prayers reflect the request for repent for forgiveness. The vidui, the confession, the long and short confessions, are part of what we call repentance or teshuvah. That's essentially uh, two of the certainly two of the critical components of the Yom Kippur service. On Rosh Hashanah, by contrast, we don't have confessions. We don't even have slichot in the Rosh Hashanah service. At least the Ashkenazic rite does not have them at all. And uh, it's very surprising because the slichot services begin for the Ashkenazim on the Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah. The Sephardim begin even earlier of the month of Elul. One would have expected that on Rosh Hashanah itself, after all, the day before Rosh Hashanah, there's a very long penitential service. So one would have expected Rosh Hashanah to have some slichot. In fact, we have none. And what that points towards is the critical distinction between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a day of atonement, a day of forgiveness, and above all, a day of repentance. It's a very human-centered day. We do our best to remember the past and to correct the past and to move forward in a positive way. On Rosh Hashanah, by contrast, it's not actually a day about us. The service of Rosh Hashanah is focusing on Malchuyot, on the kingship of heaven, the kingship of God. It's a day of judgment. It's a Yom Adin. It's a day of God's kingship. And the difference between uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur can be seen as well in the way one reads the, the, the sacred text. Way one reads the Torah, for example. The story of the Torah can be seen as the story of individual people, families, nation, which is struggling with its identity, which is trying to uh, make itself worthy of, of a co covenantal relationship with God. And the Torah details the failures, the flaws of its main characters, as well as their triumphs. But there is actually another way to read the Torah. That it's not really a story about the human being, it's rather a story about God who precedes the human, and it's about God's plan and the carrying out of that plan. So that, in reality, uh, one can read, of course, and should read the Torah both ways. The reading of Rosh Hashanah is very interesting. The Rosh Hashanah, which in the Torah is one day, the Talmud says that on Rosh Hashanah, we read Vashem Pakad at, at Sarah. God remembered Sarah, and Sarah was blessed with, blessed with a child. Why is that the reading for Rosh Hashanah? And there are several interesting avenues to explore, but one of them is that the story of the birth of Isaac is a story about, and the banishment of Yishmael, which is the Torah reading of the first day, it's about God's plan. In point of fact, uh, Yishmael, and that's a separate conversation, uh, at this point, has become an obstacle for, for Abraham. He can't see clearly until Yishmael is banished from the house. 
Perhaps it should not have ended up that way. Perhaps mistakes were made in the past. But at present, that's what has to be done. And Abraham, Abraham rejects this. He absolutely refuses to send away his son. Concerning his son, and the plain meaning of Ishmael, the matter was evil. When Sarah said, banish the boy and his mother, Abraham will not do it. At this point, God steps in, and God tells Abraham to send Ishmael away. Yes, he will be blessed, but the covenantal blessing, says God to Abraham, will be fulfilled through your son Yitzchak, through Sarah's son. So we have a perfect example here of God stepping in in history. And the idea of God stepping in in history is deeply connected to the theme of, of, of God's kingship, of God's lordship of the world. And that's the reading for the first day of Rosh Hashanah. But more importantly, the great significance of Rosh Hashanah is that it forces us to think of, to see our world in a very different way. We often tend to see the world as centering around ourselves, ourselves personally, family, community, etc. And in Rosh Hashanah, we step back from that and say, one second, it's not really about us. It's really about, it. we live in God's world. And that has all kinds of implications in terms of what our role is in this world, and the chief one being to carry out God's, God's, uh, God's mission, to carry out uh, God's plan. So that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur together, the first of which is the focusing on the fact that it's God's world and our role is to carry out God's plan. The second is more human-centered, to recognize our own potential and our own uh, ability to transform ourselves and uh, to focus in on how we can be better people and correct the mistakes of the past. The two together form one unit beginning with the first day of repentance and concluding with the tenth day of repentance, Yom HaKippurim. I wish you all Ketiva V'chatimah Tova. Shabbat Shalom.